Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision-making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Come on, Hope you guys had a great three-day weekend. Really. Hope it was awesome and safe, and we're glad to be back. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So what we do on our first show of the week is I just ask a question, kind of get to know everybody a little better, and I'll ask the question, and then I'll answer it so you guys can have a second to think about it, because if I'm being honest, they don't know the question. No, we don't. Eddie was like asking me right before he came on the air. Favorite ice cream? Make a favorite ice cream. Yeah. I can do that. It is not that one. Okay. Although, what is your favorite ice cream? Rocky Road. Oh, yeah? Love it. You know, it used to be like chocolate for me, just but now I think it's just a straight vanilla if I have to pick one. I, wow. We'll go to the ice cream place and I'll get like, they have like peaches and cornbread yeah. or those. But I can't say that would just be my favorite ice cream because it's so rare. Huh, just plain vanilla? Of all like the flavor, the standards, just plain vanilla. But like anything on it or in, like swirl. Yeah, like, like chocolate. Well, if we can yeah. do that, then of course I'm going to do all kinds of stuff. I'm going to put <laughs> uh, Rolos in it and Twix. But I'm saying it's got to be like a standard. Okay. Got it, got it. Rocky Road's a standard. Yes, it is. Different, but different that, brands make Rocky Road. Yeah. That's chocolate, too, you know, with almonds yeah. and marshmallows. I'm just going to go with vanilla. And I love a good bowl of vanilla ice cream. Okay. Now you've tricked me into doing this one, Amy. Hey, so I already went. Yeah, Amy? I mean, mint chocolate chip, bluebell, but old school. I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I'm thinking of writing bluebell because they changed their mint chocolate chip. Is it's it not a, good anymore? It's not. It, they've messed it up. Lunchbox? Cookies and cream. Pretty good one, too. Makes That's it really good. good. It's always solid. Okay, so here's the actual question. Okay. Oh, What's something that you like that you never thought you'd actually end up liking? And I will go first. For me, it would be artichoke hearts. Artichokes, artichoke hearts. I hated them as a kid. Don't even know that I had them. I'd look at them and be disgusted by it. I like them now. Same thing with olives. I'll be like, ugh. Man, I can just order olives straight up and just oh, one after the other. So I'm going artichokes and olives and even uncooked okra. I love fried okra. My grandma made it. It was awesome. But now I can just take uncooked okra and crush it. So I'd say those. It doesn't have to be a food, but that's mine. Maybe it's my favorite ice cream too, okra, okra and cream. <laughs> Eddie? Topo Chico. 
It's the the Mexican carbonated sparkling water. sparkling water, mineral water. So my dad used to drink this all the time when I was growing up, and he would burp. Like my memories of Topo Chico was me sitting in his lap, him drinking it, and going. He would burp in his mouth, then blow it in my face. I'm like, this is disgusting. So for years, I'm like, I don't like this. Now, I bought a case. I don't put anything in it. I love Topo Chico. He's burping his kid's face, too, just like old times. Yeah, just like dad used to do. Massages. I always thought it'd be weird to have some stranger. You lay down on the table and get naked, and they just rub your body. And let me tell you, it's amazing. Later on in the show, we have a lunchbox massage story. Perfect timing. It's hilarious, and I don't even know if it's real. It's one of those. Does Lunchbox let dudes do do with a massage? No, 100% not. Oh. Well, we can get into that, too. Okay. Yeah. Amy. Birds. You didn't like birds? Every time you didn't <laughs> like you hated birds? birds? Uh, you hated eagles? So that means you hated America? No. Oh. But, like, huh. having a bird feeder, watching birds, playing bird bingo. How do like, you play bird bingo? Oh, I have a list of all the birds that are native to our area or come to us and then you when you see one you cross it off and you're like whoo I finally spotted one of those or I spotted one of those and it's just fun to like look at a chart and match the birds this is what I mean like bird watching so you had no interest in birds but now you like it I've always liked birds but yes well interest. so the question is what's something you didn't like mm-hmm. that now you like oh okay I just never saw myself liking uh, bird watching so can I say I didn't like that's good bird, I would bird see people watching. bird watch like I'd yeah. go run the hike and bike in like, Austin they're so stupid I wish they'd die <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I have been married for two years. I still don't have a relationship with my father-in-law, but I'd like to be closer with him. I've made efforts to get to know him and spend quality time together one-on-one, but we still feel like strangers. He can be a little shut off. We don't have many things in common. I've even made the effort to do the things that he likes, even though they're not things that I like, like sports or hunting or golf. Seems like he'd rather just do them alone than with me. What advice would you have on getting closer to him? Have you bonded with your father-in-law? Signed, lost son-in-law. For me, it was, I won't say easy because it's always awkward at first. It's dude to dude. And it's also a dude that is the dad of your girl and you know what you're doing with your girl. He also knows what you're doing with the girl. So that's a whole situation. But... I'm very lucky that my father-in-law is a diehard sports fan. And that is, I mean, we text constantly about sports, which then since you have an open dialogue, it allows for other things to pop in and not to be weird. So I just don't text him out of nowhere and be like, hey, I know I haven't talked to you in three months, but that never happens. It's always with us, Oklahoma football and recruiting, Arkansas football and recruiting, basketball, softball, sports, sports, sports. Again, same reason that I think fantasy football is great for dudes to play because it keeps like a open communication between all of us. And so while you're communicating, you're also free to add other life stuff as well. Okay, I'm not just going to call up Ray and be like, hey, man, look, I've been feeling kind of sad lately. <laughs> I wish guys did that. Mostly we don't. But if Ray and I are playing fantasy football together and I'm like, yeah, man, not only did Patrick Mahomes not score. I needed two touchdowns. This other crap at home's got me down too. So it's like, and the Ray's like, really? What's going on? Is re- that's it? That's how guys. Yeah. Interesting. It's good y'all have that. What's up? No, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, we're that stupid that we have to like right. you know, have sports to talk I real I'm life. Like, I just call a friend. I'm like, Ugh. we don't we don't do that because we're cavemen and we're mm-hmm. embarrassed to have any sort of feeling or emotion. Now back to your problem. You have got to find. You got to find what you have in common. 
Otherwise, it's just going to always feel clunky and it's going to feel like you're always forcing it. And that's okay. Maybe that's just the relationship. Sometimes there's really nothing to bond over and you disagree to be there if you need each other. There's always something because like my father-in-law, like he's into antiques. I don't like antiques, but man, once I hit him with those antique questions, he went off. And that's when we, that's when we like really bonded. So I like the effort of trying the things that he loves, but you're never going to stay committed to it and it be authentic if you don't as well. So I would encourage you to try to find other things that he likes or other things that have happened in his life that Mm. you also, it's just having something in common. That's it. And from that, everything else can happen. So that's my advice to you. Find it. It's there. It may not be something huge, but it's there. And if you can find that common thread, then all the other stuff can come on top of it. That's what I have to say. Amy, you want to give me advice? Well, yeah. I mean, I think also too with your father-in-law, Bobby, like he's just a, yeah, y'all have sports, but he's like just a cool, nice, warm, wants to be connected guy. So I don't know. I'm struggling because what I hear is some, some men just don't want to connect. So I also think he might need to be realistic in that. Sometimes just it just doesn't be, work. Just be patient because yeah. it sounds like he could be a, a personality that's more shut off and not willing to uh, give you the time you need for this type of relationship. But patience, because people can change. Anybody, everybody has something that they're passionate. Just find I, there is something there. You just got to dig in. Keep digging. Keep digging. You'll find it. Good luck. It's a very common thing. It's not talked about a lot, but you know what? We'll talk about it here. That's but right. we have to break the ice with Patrick Mahomes first. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? I just needed four more points in my right, fantasy. Right, right. What's going also, on? Also, my life? prostate's killing. <laughs> we got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. All right, Uber, Lyft, you got your phone, you hit the app. I'm, I'm right here. Pick me up. They pick you up. You pay them. Boom. It's awesome. Well, there's a new version of this. Have you guys heard of Black Wolf? No. Oh, doesn't so, sound good. Black Wolf is different because whoever picks you up has a gun. And what, and what do they do with that Ma- gun? I guess make sure you don't get any crap. Okay. What so in you the get world? extra security? Or they... They don't rob you. Oh, no, okay. That's yeah. a bad business. Line. Yeah, that, that thing wouldn't last five seconds. <laughs> so that's basically what it is. It's a ride-sharing app to compete with Uber and Lyft. It's been launched in Atlanta and New York. And the driver of your vehicle have a gun. Lunchbox, this is baller. Like, this is what you want. When you're, like, rich and famous, you have security with guns. It's being sold as executive protection for people who are worried about their personal safety. Yeah, I don't ever hear stories about people robbing the Uber and Lyft driver with people in it. I feel, I hear the, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Drivers need to pass a background check and trained to de-escalate any situation if a confrontation should occur on the road. The guy that started it worked as a private investigator and a bodyguard and claims that many of the drivers who work from the company come from military and security backgrounds. And basically, it is Uber Lyft, but for protection. I mean, the founder, he looks pretty legit. Lunchbox wants to say that stuff to him. Yeah. I'm shocked Lunchbox doesn't like this. I know it would be the most baller thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from that's from. Well, I mean, wow, wow, it, it would be wow. cool if he walked into a restaurant with me or walked around the casino with me. But all he's doing is driving me to the front and dropping me off. No one even knows that he but has. Where the car said Black Wolf. Yeah, now that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> he likes that. Here's another story I saw that I'm like, I gotta talk about this. This Stanford professor, which we feel like if you're a professor at Stanford, you are smart, smart, right? I know Very smart. went there. Stanford professor. He says that he's 100%. He 100% believes that extraterrestrials have not only visited Earth, but they've been here for a long time and they're priced on the planet today. 
Okay. I, I meant to say wacky too. Oh, like on top oh, of yeah. smart. Yeah. Out of you this don't think that's yeah. He is a professor of pathology at Stanford's medical school. He made mm-hmm. the stunning claim during last week's Salt Eye Connections conference. There was a whole like session of uh, Pentagon extraterrestrial UFOs, and he, he gets up and he says it. Somebody asked him, do you believe extraterrestrial life has visited Earth? And he said, I think I can go further. It hasn't just visited. It's been here for a long time. It's still here. Come on. I need a black wolf. <laughs> if this is true. <laughs> I mean, you got to check this. I mean, is Stanford going to keep him on staff? Yeah, I heard I, he got fired. You did not hear that. <laughs> you made that up. Yeah, I did. One, they asked him again. That's tough to believe. And the guy goes, no, 100%. And it's not just my opinion. The National Defense Authorization Act passed last year, signed by the president in December, 30 pages of that the establishment, they know of unidentified aerial phenomena. You have wow. talked about this. Okay. I'm just saying, guys. What are you saying? I'm just saying just because you think it doesn't mean it's right. But do you think he's right? I think they could be in our animals. I made that theory up myself. You even said bottom of the ocean. Yeah, but would you ever say 100%? But I didn't make up the bottom of the ocean. I heard that one. Oh, that's a theory. I think they could have crawled in our animals ears being tiny, and now they're just living as our animals, learning everything about us. That's crazy. That's my theory. And if anybody else says that crap, they stole it from me. Well, whatever one took over my dog is psychotic. That's an alien. Yeah. You get a bad alien. Yeah, they're like... (laughs) But lemon cars that come off are just yeah. messed up. You got a bad one. Yeah. yeah. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Joanna Castillo is a student at Faith Family Academy in Oak Cliff in Dallas, Texas. And man, like since she started high school, she hasn't missed a single day Dang. of school. So a local dealership, a Jeep dealership says, you know what? We have a program going on that if you have perfect attendance, you get a free car. So Joanna now Wait, is what? driving a free car. A free car. Joanna's driving a 2016 Jeep Patriot. Did Let's people, go. Did people know about this beforehand? Because nobody would ever miss school. Yeah. They, I'd, be, I'd be dragging it with COVID. And school's not even in. I'm like, I'm still here. They said that they've been promoting it more to encourage other people. She was one out of five that had really good attendance, but she won. Wow. Wild you would get a car. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. They said new car. You said she got a 2016. That's not a new car. I didn't say new, new car. It's a new car to her. Uh, That's right. She it got doesn't wheels. matter. Yeah, it's a car. I don't know that I'm missing. These cars. I barely. Ma- no, I was no, no, going to say, it. did you I'm have simply, perfect attendance? I might have missed a day occasionally. I don't think all through high school, but I never missed school. I mean, that I, I would drag. It's like this job. Yeah, I drag myself in here if I have to. So you think Joanna like had like was really sick and then went anyway? At times, but I'm not going to say she's irresponsible because I don't know <laughs> the truth. Saying, I'm not, I don't know the truth, <laughs> but that is great. That will really do her well later in life that she's already disciplined and conditioned like that. Yeah. That's so kids, great. if you're listening, go to school. Don't yeah. miss a single day. I'd hire her right now. Well, if they're giving Jeeps away, nobody's missing a day ever. I know. All right. That's a great story. And shout out to the Jeep place. What's his name again? Uh, his, his name is Mark Gallus. He's the CEO of it, but they don't say the dealership. Dang, they ain't getting the plug No, here. no, no. They, their PR team's got to do a better job. <laughs> Yeah, but Mark, he's a CEO. All right, my CEO Mark. <laughs> nice job, buddy. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I want to share a story with you guys. It was a former soldier. He lost both legs to an IED in Afghanistan. He just made history by scaling Mount Everest. Oh, wow. He used special prosthetics with spikes to help him climb. Mm. So basically, his prosthetics have kind of cleats in them, and he's also got them for his arms, too, to help pull him up. Wow. He said he went into deep depression after the injury, and then he decided to keep living. He went skydiving. He got involved in Paralympic sports. He started climbing mountains. He was the first person to climb Everest after losing both legs above the knee. 
His motto is nothing's impossible. You just have to adapt. Now he's planning to go back to Afghanistan to the spot where he lost his legs so he can say thank you and it be some kind of closure for what he learned. He says he never would have climbed Everest if that hadn't happened. Quote, whatever happens, it happens for good if you make it good. So this guy never made an excuse. Love wow. He never made an excuse. And I just wanted to say that because we so many times can make excuses. We can find ways to make things not happen. It's very easy to find a reason to not do something. It's very easy for us to go, well, I don't have time to do that. I got this and that. You're right. We are our priorities, which leads me to go to Scuba Steve and see how his TV show idea is coming. Come on. Oh. Because. <laughs> come on. Come on. Because. Oh, I felt the setup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean all of it, but this is the deal. Scuba Steve's like, I have this idea for a TV show. I've been holding it for 10 years. It's a great show. I just don't have the time. And I say, I say to Scuba Steve, you do. We are our priorities. <laughs> mm-hmm. We make time for what our priorities are. So that being said, I said, Scoob, I will give you 15 minutes a day on this show to work. Go to my office for 15 minutes in the middle of the show, prime time, and just work on this TV idea of this show, this radio show that he runs, executive producer, like 15 minutes. We'll be okay 15 minutes. Scuba, how's the TV show idea coming? Ooh, I just got my computer back after being gone for a week, so I've been battling that. Um, not, they, no other computers. Not even if you could do for your phone. Not have, an excuse. What about a pen? Paper. <laughs> I know I got a lot, a lot of excuses, which is funny because I was flying to Austin last week and I was looking for my notebook and all week long it kept poking at me in my, in my backpack. I'm like, what, is, what does this keep poking at me? It's my notebook. And it was a sign to write in it and start doing this TV show. And I pulled it out, got the pen ready, and then I got sidetracked by kids. I get sidetracked by work. That's the, and I know there are excuses, but it's difficult to focus on one thing when you've got 17 other things that you have you. to also focus on. Says every human. Like now, paying your bills. You're right. It's difficult alive. because if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Yes, it's a good point. If it were easy, everybody <laughs> would meet their goals and we'd all be freaking eating pecans all night long, yeah. watching Nick at night and the world's awesome. It's not. The world's yeah. hard. If you want something, you have to sacrifice for it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you want to be a great dad or you want to move up high in industry. It doesn't matter if you want balance. Balance is hard work. Mm-hmm. It's all sacrifice. Anything you want to be great at is sacrifice. Anything you want to to do to have done that you're that you're proud of, it's sacrifice. And if you just don't want to do it, that's okay. But you keep saying you want to do it, and then you keep having excuses, or you keep prioritizing other things over it. I know, but the, and I feel like but, those are the but 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 but, but, but the <laughs> I'm trying to stumble on my words here and give you a clear thought, but but really life gets in the way and you have to prioritize what's the most important. And for me, it's family and what. And yes, paying I the agree. Bills. I gave you 15 minutes during this show, though. But I, I, I'm trying to find 15 minutes to walk away, and I okay. guess I, I have to be better at that. And I'll make it more tough. Then of just mine. give up the idea. If, and, I'm not giving up the idea because I've held on to it for so long and no one's done it yet that there's a reason why. And so I have to do it. But you keep saying you have to, but you're not. I know. But no, well, I've never had somebody actually like yourself give me a hard time about not doing no, it. No, no, no. Not give you a hard time. Challenge oh, you to be challenge. the person that you say you are. Yes. Challenge is a better way to say it. And if you said I'm not that person, I'm like, cool. Don't worry about it. No, yeah. no I am that person. There's I'm- always crap in the way. There's yeah. always sacrifice. I mean, that notebook Correct. was poking him, man. Yeah, that's it poked sign. me for a week. And I didn't do anything with Dude, it. Dude, fix your backpack. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you need a new binder, man. <laughs> but you're right. I am someone that has been challenged my whole life and had to overcome challenges and work hard at things. Nothing was handed or given to me. So I should I should harness that and work at this. It is my fault for not doing it for the last several weeks. And uh, come 
tomorrow I will start working on it. I don't care when you start working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see the report. I just know you and think that you want to be the person that you say you are, and I think you are. Yeah. And I don't want everybody to live with that attitude, like, man, but, but, but. Sometimes you just can't do it because it's not the priority. And if you say, you know what, it's not the priority, I'm not going to do it right now, cool. But you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth, be like, this is a priority, I want to do it, but also got work. But here you go. I'm saying, take 15 minutes, drop it, go work on it every day. So someone with experience like yourself, so I can dial down and focus on one thing. Well, I, I've never focused on one thing. Well, not, not even just in general, but on this particular project, should I focus on the like dialing down the concept, writing the script, oh, the, all the whole thing? Okay. I would do the concept. I'd work on the concept first. Okay. I'd, I'd write, if I were in an elevator with somebody for 45 seconds, how I'd pitch it. And then I'd build it out from there. And then okay. I'd, whatever you want to do. Okay. It may take seven years, 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> But that's okay. But, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's, but seven years later, yeah. when you haven't done it 15 minutes of time, you're going to go, why didn't I do this stupid script? Yeah. Do you know the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. You know the second best time? Today. Mm-hmm. That's, a good, that's a good that's a good quote. Tell, yeah. them, how, tell them how to eat an elephant. I don't believe in eating <laughs> elephants, so we're going to move on from <laughs> no. that. They don't eat elephants. <laughs> and we don't it. eat elephants. We don't kill them. <laughs> no, you, African jungles you are... You told me that. You t- whatever. One bite at a time. Hey, in, a, in addition to everything Bobby's saying, are you uh, open to one more thing? Maybe that yeah, I have... Okay. Oh, so this is something that's worked for me, may not be for you, but whenever you come on and Bobby's you know, asking you or challenging you, I ke- I hear over and over the word difficult and can't find the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think as long as you, you're leaning into that narrative. So if you keep saying that and over, over and over, you're going to keep finding it to be difficult. You're going to keep get, getting interrupted with other things. So maybe change that narrative of being open to the time and not looking at it as so difficult, like remove the negative language. Okay. And this is coming from the queen of focus. I'm not talking about... <laughs> <laughs> but I do oh, do things. Absolutely. I, do, I, yeah. I what has he ever done, though? Now he's say, jumping yeah. into it. Okay, look, we're done. We can pass yeah. this around. We can pass the <laughs> yeah. beat-up baton all around the room. We're good. That Still, wasn't a beat-up. It was encouraged. I'm talking about from Lunchbox to you. Oh, he did beat me up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do it. If you're not going to do it, though, poop will get out the pot. Okay. That's uh, what I'm saying. I am going to do it. I'm going to change my narrative. There you I'm go. going to push myself. Yes. Boom. And I will. Thank you. Ignore your kids a little bit, too. No. Ignore your job a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can have time here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. Well, it's my favorite band of all time, the Counting Crows. I never got to meet Adam Duritz in my whole life, except for now, today, which is a big moment for me. And actually, Eddie's friendship and mine, it's all been forged on Counting Crows. That's true. If you know the truth of it. It's a big deal. I'm mad cool, everybody. Uh, you promise? <laughs> no. I'm mad cool. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's just see what let's see what happens here. Uh, Adam Duritz, lead singer of Counting Crows. By the way, Counting Crows are going on the Banshee season tour. Special guest dashboard confessional uh, kicks off June 13th. You would know Counting Crows from Mr. Jones. A long December. From Shrek to Accidentally in Love. Like that song's not my favorite, but when it comes on, I love it. Oh, it's I'm so like, good. I don't really like the track song. When it comes on, I'm like, that's eh, good. Big Yellow Taxi, with Vanessa Carlton here. And here he is on the Bobby Bones Show now. Adam Duritz of Counting Crows. Adam, how are you, man? I am good. Let's turn all this off. Well, if it's anybody cool, you can leave it on and we'll play phone roulette. And if somebody cool calls, you can just answer it. Hi, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> How you been? 
I'm pretty good. Uh, you're here for a couple reasons. One, I have a Mount Rushmore of my favorite people in the world who I haven't met, and it is David Letterman, it is Steve Martin, it's Howard Stern, and Adam Duritz. So three remain, but you check it off my list now. I've got all of those except for Steve Martin. You haven't met Steve Martin? No. <laughs> Seen him. Mr. Jones, you guys kind of imagining what fame is like or what celebrity is like. How long did you write that song before that actually happened? Mr. Jones is from sort of the middle version of Counting Crows. It was probably about 1990, 91. Was it one of those that fell out? Like yeah, the, pretty much. Really? I mean, I don't know. You know, well, anything wrote it all that night. Anything in front, in front of five hours. I was almost like falling out. Most of my songs back then were probably less than five hours. I get real determined and just sit there and do it until it's done. Now, if you get famous, there's all the social media that comes at you. Um, and I've had different smaller-ish type events where it's just like, wow. But when you blow up in the 90s and 2000s and fame is not able to get to you through those means, how does fame get to you if you're always on the road moving around? Is it just crowds? Is it just people? You know, it's weird. We'd been on the road for a while before it happened, really. And it had been building. You know, we played Saturday Night Live and we ended up in the top 13, then six, and then two for the next two years. But uh, I didn't really see... You know, we were on the road on our own for a while at Christmas, and we seemed to be a kind of a hot indie band for a little bit. And then we went back to opening for Cracker, and we flew back from Europe and landed in New Orleans right before Jazz Fest. And I'd been going to Jazz Fest for years, so I'd spent a lot of time in New Orleans. As a fan? Yeah, watching? Just, Got it. Yeah, because we weren't before the band, really. This was my first time at Jazz Fest after the first record was out. And I went to the festival the first day after we got there and got mobbed the things that had been building that spring and winter had happened. It had kind of all coalesced while we were in Europe. I mean, that, the next you know, few months were very strange. I remember being on tour and being in Birmingham and having a day off and deciding there's like a movie theater about four blocks from the hotel. And I walked down and I was watching this movie. There's no one in the theater but me. It was weird. It was like an afternoon matinee or something. This guy comes walking down the aisle, walks up, the row and sits next to me and I was like, hey. And the whole like, empty theater says right yeah. next to <laughs> He said, hey, uh, I'm a really big fan. I was like, uh, thanks, man. He said, do you mind if I sit here? I'm like, look, I'm, I'm just trying to watch a movie. If you don't mind, I just, I just want to watch a movie. And he got up and left. And about 45 minutes later, saw a guy come down the aisle. But it wasn't the same guy. It was the guy that was working the concession stand out there. And he said, hey, are, are, you, are you in Counting Crows? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I don't know what's going on, but there was some guy in here before, and for the last half hour, he's been on the, the payphone in the lobby calling people, and there's a huge crowd outside. You know, if you want to get out of here, there's like a door at the bottom, like a wow. alley exit. And I said, yeah, thanks, man. And I, I snuck out the alley and walked down the street, and then I heard this noise behind me, and I turned around, there's this massive crowd of people out the front of the theater, and they all start running, and I, I ran. I like just ran down the street got to the hotel, like ahead of this crowd. It was, it was just a little while after Jazz Fest. You didn't even have the infrastructure to be famous because it all happened while you were gone. You didn't know you landed, it's here, and you didn't have security, you didn't have anything to make, make sure you were even safe. No, never really got any of that stuff either. We never really, I had a lot of friends in bands who had security. We never really got security out with us or any of that stuff. It just seemed like you could sort of avoid it. The Shrek song, which is how a lot of kids would know you. Accidentally in Love, was that written purposefully for that movie or was it a song that you guys, or that you had already had somewhat and thought this will be right, let's, you know, turn it into that? How'd that come? 
No, that was written for the movie. I, I got a call about doing it. I went over to, uh, you know, DreamWorks, Amblin, Spielberg studio there, and they showed me the scene they wanted and kind of told me the flavor. Uh, there was a Weezer song on there originally just as a temp track, I think. As soon as I got the offer, my whole thought was, this is exactly what I want to do. This is like being on a really good Disney film. You know, I saw it. And I thought it was fantastic. You know, and also as a chance to, you know, get new fans who are younger and, you know, uh, I, I was so excited to do that because it'll be there forever. And I'm really proud of the song, and I think the movie's fantastic. At Counting Crows, countingcrows.com, the tour, it's almost 60 dates. I will be at the one here. You're playing at the Opry House, which is super cool, but basically every city we're in, you're in. Countingcrows.com. Adam, thank you very much. Man. I appreciate that. Thanks, you guys. Here's a voicemail from Alex from Montana. My mom and me and my kids were traveling from Atlanta back to Montana, and we were just walking in TSA. There was Amy Adams just helping her kid in TSA. I took Bobby's advice, and because she was with her kid, I didn't go up to her and ask her for a picture or anything, but my mom was like, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. And she was just super kind and thanked her. But I just wanted to tell someone. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks. She seems like she'd be nice. Yeah. I like Amy Adams. Probably because she seems nice. Hmm. No other reason. She seems normal and nice. Yeah, she's like deceivingly super pretty. Really? Because she's so normal. But then really, she's like super pretty. Like she like downplays it like Pam from The Office. Yeah. Like Jenna Fisher was always really pretty. But then they had her kind of play it way down because they had her play the secretary. You guys know that? No. Learn something new every day. No idea. All right, next up, this is a voicemail we got last night about Amy. This is our Amy. I heard Amy say about taking a biology final exam, and I'm wondering if I missed some episode. Is she going back to school? Great question. Amy's trying to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Really, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> that was your kids, right? Uh, yeah, so my 16-year-old had finals, and we were studying, and I feel like I was about to take an exam because I was studying so hard. I mean, we spent three hours one night. And you said if they didn't do a good job, you were going to be upset because you put so much effort into it. And how'd they do? Uh, we don't have the final scores yet. Man, they what, take forever what, to get what? those. What? Yeah. No, no, Bobby, what you're They're referring slacking. to is a paper that I wrote. Oh, got it. How'd that do? We wrote, she wrote. Yeah, she wrote, of course. She yeah. wrote. She you wrote. just said that wrong. It came out wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be... <laughs> On that. That's Even though that she's so 40? So annoying. <laughs> Amy goes back to the school and complains. I, I, I was like, a B? <laughs> uh, so anyway, the biology, I I didn't, I couldn't physically go take the test, although I, I am prepared. <laughs> I know, but, that, but you don't have the results back for that. No, that was gotta, just, gotta get yeah, okay. we don't have them yet. All right, thank you. Here's Amy's pile of stories. I've got three questions you can ask yourself to avoid buyer's remorse. Okay, go ahead. Where will I store this thing? Mm, good. Like a kayak, for example. Sometimes it's like a fun oh. idea, but <laughs> then you're like, I've done oh. that twice. Not just once. <laughs> twice in my life I bought a pool table and regretted it both times. But yeah. Arkansas Keith plays with it, so you're good. <laughs> I just got rid of I just got rid of it. You did? Oh, I saw it was missing. I, f- I didn't even notice. I gave it away. It just was taking up space. We're not gonna, and where was I going to store it? Oh. That's the question. Yeah. Twice I did that. Like I did it once in my twenties, early twenties. I was like, okay, got a little money now. It's pretty cool. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. First thing I'm gonna do is buy a pool table. And I did. And it was stupid. I never played it. I hung clothes on it. It just became that. Yeah. Then I was like, all right, got a little space. Forty now. Buy me a pool table. Same thing. 
stupid. Hate Dang. it. Well, so these are, we're talking bigger items, but they also say that, you know, an air fryer, a lot of people think oh, they're no, no, great. No, it's the greatest thing ever. Buy it. Oh, it's awesome. Don't listen to the story. You'll love it. Get an air fryer. Never look back. I agree, but they're saying that's another way to just evaluate. Like, hey, I have limited storage space. Am I okay? Throw with whatever this? else you have away. Put the air fryer there because it is invaluable. Right? Because it's, it's an eyesore on the counter at times. Ours is that it's black and sleek. Oh well. You pull out the little handle. Okay. Dang. Put sleek. the peaches in there. Huh. Cook up those peaches, air fried with a little parchment. What do we call paper underneath? Yeah, parchment. Woo. Money. My wife makes fish in there. I hate fish, but not in the air fryer. Huh. I mildly dislike it. Wow. Uh, the second question to ask yourself is, how will I clean this thing? Because, I mean, does it have a lot of maintenance? You need to take care of it. Is there going to be added uh, Okay, full table, I don't clean. Air fryer, I also don't clean. So easy. It's pretty easy, though. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's cleaning it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Okay. And then the third question is, what will I do with, the, with this thing when I'm done? <laughs> Give it away. Mm. Pool table. <laughs> Play, they, but... And give it away. Don't even sell it because if you're going to sell it, they're not going to come get it. So give it away because yeah. it's heavy and stupid. Yeah. So you gave it away. And who, how, how do you even pick up a pool table? Strong arms. Okay. Hey, we've been working out, Amy. Yeah, we did it. So Kate met Middleton met with a bunch of kids and drew pictures for them instead of giving them her autograph. And this is fascinating to me why she couldn't give them her autograph. It turns out the royal family isn't allowed to sign autographs ever because then people could forge their signatures. Wow. But what's their signature for? Like, um, do they ever sign anything? Do they know how to sign their name? Yeah. Do they get a pen? Well, that's a good point. I guess they, you know, they probably don't have to write checks. Yeah, I don't. It did, you know, it's like maybe you ever see the um, TikToks of people trying to figure out how to skip again? It's a funny mm. thing where people are like, hey, I know how to skip. And they're like, oh my God. I can't oh, I have seen that. Yeah. And it's people going, wait. Kind of, that's what I would feel like giving one of them a pen. Like, wait, how do I sign my yeah. name again? They used to do it, maybe, but not anymore. Yeah, crazy. Interesting. Okay, well, speaking of autographs, Garth Brooks has partnered with a tattoo shop in Vegas where they have his signature. He signed my boobs. Your boobs. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so he has his Las Vegas residency coming up. So people that are going, they can go to the tattoo shop called hypnotic tattoos they have a signature at the, and, at the tattoo shop and they just do it on this your is amazing and yeah and garth garth is in agreement with this like hey book this appointment 702-444-2500 they said that they're pretty booked but they are trying to make room for more and but, but like the space they've reserved for this sold out so everybody's getting the garth signature tattoo the thing about garth too i think ray could speak on this as well because since ray's is like godson or something whatever um he doesn't sign anything unless he makes it specifically to someone, right? Yeah, we have a guitar in our living room. It has That's the way somebody can't resell it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Anything he's ever given me, he's written directly. Oh, not that I'm going to sell it, but he makes a point. Or if someone says, hey, can Garth sign this? It's like, I have to sign it to somebody so it's not just made for resale. Right. Are you Garth Brooks Godson? No, no. That uh, sounds awesome. My though. wife's really close to him and her dad works for Garth. But you're his Garth. No. You're no. Godson, aren't you? No. You should roll with that. Yeah, I'd go with that too if I were you. <laughs> That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Let's go over to the phones and talk to Doug, who lives in Nashville. Doug, what do you have for us, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Bobby? Hi, studio. What's happening? So tell us um, or tell me something good. Okay, so yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so I had a friend uh, in San Diego where I used to live, and uh, 
He just notified everybody that he got diagnosed. He had to get rushed to the hospital with uh, stomach pain. Turns out he's got stage four colon cancer, and like nobody, you know, there's no way to know that until you obviously get something like that. So a friend, a mutual friend, started a GoFundMe page to uh, help him, you know, like for medical expenses, because he's got two kids and his wife, and and he's a really funny guy. He runs a beer blog, a craft beer blog page, and he's a funny guy. But anyway, long story short was that uh, he, um, you know, they they didn't know what to put down as a fund amount, so they put down 10000 and they reached the fund in 12 hours. And then the next day, it was 200000 And wow. I'm like, good Lord. And I'm like, and you know, because you don't know how much cancer treatment's going to cost and you know hopefully he pulls through and everything's going to be all right but i just thought it was like wow like in two days two hundred thousand, like that's and that's just from people across the country that knew his you know uh, crap beard blog page and, and things like that i'm like wow like that's that's just huge you know yeah i was gonna so ask how, I just, it's a, how it got known like how it got went viral-ish but if he had a, that's a lot of money for any gofundme mm-hmm. in a, two days that's a lot of people giving up their money so this dude can have a shot. That's awesome, Doug. How's do you know how he's doing now? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's it's day to day, so I keep I keep checking in with him. But you know, until the treatment starts and all that, like literally just fine. You know, getting you know in a week that's just it's just scary to me as a guy that's older too. I'm like, good lord, like really? That's just anyway. So. uh yeah, I just uh, I, I wish for the best, and I hope everything's going to be all right. But uh, thanks uh, yeah. for letting me share it, and uh, you guys are awesome. I love your show, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that story. And, you know, I think stress can also help or hurt things. As in, if you don't have stress, it can help it. If you do have a lot of stress, it can hurt it. Mm. And if you're going through something like that and you're stressed out because of finances, it ain't helping it. You're like, I'm going through this. I have cancer. I don't know what I'm going to do, and I don't have the money to pay for that's going to only amplify it. So shout out to everybody who donated. That's a really great story. That I love it when callers call in and tell us something good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.